I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. You know what I really don't like, Joshua? Showing up on time for things? Shut up. Humans. Humans. I don't like humans. Yeah, well, who does? I have something to tell you that you're going to really like. Okay, go. Amazon is launching retail stores, brick and mortar stores, where you will never have to talk to anybody. You promise? Yeah, you go in. You, you like scan in with your phone, you pick up items off the shelves and put them in a special bag, and then you just leave, and they bill your account. Oh, I don't even have to carry shit? Well, you have to carry the bag. No, 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 but to my apartment. No, you have to carry it to your apartment. Oh. You take the things with you. But you don't have to, like, it's not like one of those self-checkout things where you have to scan all the items. Oh, I thought they were going to deliver it to me. Then no. That. Okay, cool. No, all right, fine. Yeah, it's fine, whatever. Okay, go on. <laughs> It's impossible to please you. This is probably a good time for us to note uh, that Jeff Bezos is an investor in Lynette's and my employer, Business Insider, through his personal investment vehicle, Bezos Expeditions. We put that at the bottom of any BI article about Amazon. So they've launched a sort of convenience store size store in Seattle on this concept, but they want to do ones that are like really the size of supermarkets. And this will be Amazon's first real venture into brick-and-mortar retail. And it's interesting to watch because basically a lot of people in the brick-and-mortar retail space have tried to find ways to use less labor because one of the biggest costs of retailing is having to employ people to sell stuff. Um, and Amazon, which has no real experience there, uh, thinks they have a new revolutionary way to greatly improve the productivity of brick-and-mortar stores by employing fewer people. It'll be interesting to see if it works. In a way, a lot of startups have been doing this. Warby Parker decided to create its one brick-and-mortar store. They don't actually have goods inside of them. You kind of just pick what you want or try it on, and then it gets delivered to your house. This is different. This is completely changing the payment experience for shoppers. And I think that Amazon is in a unique position to do something like this because they've kind of figured out the way that people like to eliminate human interaction from their daily lives. And they've done it in a way that seems familiar and seamless so far. It's interesting because, I mean, how did Amazon become so big? By outcompeting brick and mortar retailers. And they got big because it's in many cases, cheaper to sell people stuff by mailing it to them than by creating a store near their house. You need more real estate and more expensive real estate to operate brick-and-mortar stores. You have bigger challenges with stocking your store because you need stores near all your customers, so you need to get the goods in more places than if you were just mailing them from central uh, fulfillment facilities. And then you need all these frontline employees. Part of what's interesting about this is that a lot of existing brick-and-mortar retailers that have been good at innovating in various ways have failed in their efforts to really try to reduce the amount of headcount that's needed in stores. Self-checkout is um, becoming more widespread, but people hate it. They complain about it all the time. It's terrible. It's I don't slower. Need any, I don't need anybody to know how much booze I'm buying because I have to go alert the, the cashier to check my ID. And then uh, Walmart, uh, which is, you know, revolutionized supply chains and done all sorts of things to improve the productivity of retailing, went through a period where it was really trying to reduce the headcounts in its stores and it got rid of greeters in some places and was was employing fewer staff uh, per customer per dollar of sales. And what they were finding was this was causing problems. There was more shoplifting when they did this. There was a general increase in incidents where law enforcement had to 
be called to Walmart. You had Can some... you imagine being at a Walmart in the middle of nowhere that is completely and totally understaffed? In like some areas, Walmart is the size of a small town. Like imagine just like children roaming through the toy section and just like there are guns in there. This is like a lot of what we were seeing in media that these big um, news outlets, big newspapers were having trouble switching to digital because they had these big paper operations that they had to take care of or downsize or whatever. This is the same thing in with Amazon. They never had a brick and mortar business. They never had a bunch of staff. They never had a bunch of greeters. They're going to start off very lean and they'll see if it works. Yeah. And so the, they have a couple of theories about what they know about this that other people didn't. That, you know, for example, the problem with self-checkout is not that people want to talk to a cashier. It's that self-checkout machines are super clunky and they have a system based on radio frequency ID tags. And they shame uh, you. That That's seamless. You just put stuff in the bag and you go and you don't have to deal with uh, scanning and, oh, I can't find the barcode. Oh, no, you have to enter the code manually. You don't have to do any of that in their store. And then as for shoplifting, their theory is you'll have to be an Amazon Prime member to be able to get in the store. So they know who you are um, and they know that you paid $89 a year to be a member. Um, and they think, therefore, just that you're at much less of a risk for shoplifting. And by the way, you know, a lot of the shrinkage that happens in stores, it's not just customers. You get employees stealing stuff. And then having fewer employees, there's there's also fewer people around to steal. Amazon stockholders have always been some of the more patient people in the stock market. Unlike a lot of tech companies, Amazon doesn't do a bunch of stock buybacks just to make its shareholders happy. It doesn't try to please Wall Street. And what it does is it reinvests in the company. And because of that, you know, shareholders have been rewarded with a wonderful stock price. I think that the market has generally learned to be more patient with um, Amazon and kind of take a wait-and-see approach about their new ideas. One thing that I'd be afraid of if I were a supermarket chain is a reason people hate competing against Amazon is that Amazon does not seem to care that much about generating a lot of profits. Now, Amazon doesn't want to lose money. Um, but they've been basically close to break even for 15 years, and they are willing to go for growth um, and expand in areas with the idea that they'll take profit later, in a lot of cases, much later. And this is infuriating for their retail competitors, because how do you compete against somebody who's willing to accept a profit margin of zero? Yeah. So not only is Amazon likely to be good at some of the innovations they're going to do here, they're going to be able to price in such a way that they don't need to make a lot of money off this business. And so they might be really price competitive in addition to providing a good customer experience and a lot a lot of the competitors might yell that that's unsustainable, but Amazon seems to be sustaining it for a very long time. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. 